The following is a pre-recorded conversation between two siblings and is filled with personal opinions and biases. It should not be taken seriously by anyone. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. I'm Squid. And I'm Jackson. And today we're discussing Jersey Boys. Jersey Boys. This is my pick. Yeah. The last one was also my pick. So, um, why'd you pick it? Honestly, it's just been in my head this these last few months. Like, I saw Jersey Boys early on in the pandemic, and it was such a treat and such a surprise. I enjoyed the crap out of it that I can't get Sherry out of my head. I thought you didn't like, like, musicals. I love stuff. musicals. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, not not musicals, but, like, um, movies about the music industry. Like, you didn't like um, A Star is Born. Oh, I hated that movie. Yeah, right? But that's also because Bradley Cooper's doing a, an impression of, uh, what's his face, Sam something, the mustache dude. Mm. He's literally doing an impression of that actor. Yeah, but, I mean, there's A Star is Born, and then the and- Queen movie came out. And then there was also the... Um, that was also a bad movie. <laughs> but it wasn't a bad movie. It was an okay movie. Uh, and then there was... Uh, Nothing cool about Freddie the Mercury's Queen. life in there. Yeah, there's a Queen movie, and then there was the Rocketman mm. movie, Elton John. Oh, I didn't have... I didn't actually see that one. So I can't judge that one. But A Star is Born, I hated. I just... Uh, so what? why did you like Jersey Boys and not A Star is Born? Rags to riches, back to rags. <laughs> like, <laughs> I loved how, um, I don't know, authentic they felt. They felt like these random dudes from Jersey getting famous because, I mean, they hustled hard. And and then it all kind of fell apart. Uh, yeah, it did fall apart. Okay. And I hated Star's Porn because it's a chick that gets discovered by a man and has to be only once a dude told her that her she's worth something. Then like, she's worth something. Then she's worth something. Yeah. And then it's like, I don't know. I feel like, I feel like we've seen that story before. I don't want to see it again. Well, the whole point of A Star is Born is that it takes a look on the industry at like different, because like, there's all those remakes of A Star is Born, mm-hmm. right? So each one is kind of like the industry in a little capsule at right. that moment in time. It's the exact same story in each Star is Born. So it makes sense that you've seen the story before. I would rather have seen Lady Gaga's biopic. I would have rather seen her do herself. I, I would have rather seen a, dr- a dramatized version of how Lady Gaga became Lady Gaga. I would have rather seen that. You know what's really funny? Every time she went on interviews, people were all like, so it, it was like you, right? The whole story was like you? And she's like, no, I was acting. I was an actress. She's nothing like me. You're like, of course. She, she's just like, of Everyone just assumes that she hates the way she looks and that she hates her nose. And, yeah, or and that she's that like stuff. a, a like that she loved working in drag bars and shit. Like yeah, it's like it's like for some reason they were always like, come on, tell us how close this is to to your real life. And she goes, well, I'm not this character. You're like she she hustled herself. Yeah, like she was told no a billion zillion times. Yeah, that note that she, her voice was too operatic and that she didn't have a face for pop and. And everything that she wanted to do, but she wanted to sell out arena. She was to- she was a totally different character than what she was playing. So I just thought it was funny in all of her interviews. They were like, "So how close to life?" She goes, "This is a character that I'm playing. Like, I was acting. Mm-hmm. It's this thing called acting. I'm an actress now. 
Mm-hmm. Akatatris. Akatatris. See. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, no, you get on Bradley Cooper. <laughs> I know. I love His marriage is in trouble. Okay, this, this is the reason why I'm bringing up. I absolutely adore A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. Jersey Boys was all right. It was all right. That's it. Yeah. The thing is, I just don't like the whole mob mafia thing. It's not my thing. That's funny because I'm deep in Sopranos right now, and Sopranos does a lot of nods to Frankie Valli, and like the guy who played his dad is Bobby from the show, and then there's um, like another woman on the show. I forget her name. I had I had the name. She plays his mom, and she's also on Sopranos, mm. who also hates the mob. Like she plays the same character. <laughs> where she's like, I don't want you getting involved with those people, <laughs> and I don't know. It's just there's. I I I'm very charmed by the jersey. I mm. can't stand the jersey. I can't at all. This is my favorite sweater. I'm so just, I'm and just, it's very it's not, jersey. It's not like the aesthetic or anything. It's just I don't like the personality. I don't like the the I don't like the mob mentality. I don't like I don't like the the whole like because eh, there's there's a scene right in Jersey Boys when 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 he's um in the back of the bowling alley right mm-hmm. and he's picking up pins and then all of a sudden someone knocks him down he starts yelling at him like ah and I'm like mom you know how funny it would be if I went to a bowling alley and I knocked down some pins he's like what you got a spare what are you doing here and all the pins talked back at you like that well you know what it's also funny is because mm-hmm. that character is Joe Pesci yeah I don't really know who Joe Pesci is. Home Alone. I haven't seen Home Alone in years. Goodfellas? <laughs> I haven't seen Goodfellas in years either. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so you wouldn't even, that, that, that just went whoof for yeah, you. Right over my head. But I thought that was amazing because Joe Pesci is this little Italian man known for, like, being angry and yelling at stuff. Like, that's why it's funny that Joe Pesci, like, being the one who introduced the guys, and it's a true story. He's mm-hmm. the one who introduced Frankie Valley and and Bob uh, together to create the Four Seasons. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things. Where I thought that was funny. I thought that there were bits of the moment of the movies that was charming, like Christopher Walken's character. Oh yeah, like like he's Christopher Walken no matter what he does. See, he, he's just Christopher Walken. He's not he's not an Italian mob boss, Christopher Walken. He's Christopher Walken, and he's never anything but Christopher Walken. So that was a nice like breather but i'm just i'm not about the jersey vibe i'm just not mm. it's though i think it's like the cal the laid-back californian in me just can't handle all that extra i just can't it is extra but i find it entertaining it's not it's, i like extra in a different way i don't like that kind of extra mm. to me it's cabbage cabbage yeah you remember from south park you calling me cabbage i call you cabbage <laughs> <laughs> you know when kyle who was all Jersey showing? They started calling each other cabbage all the time. You're like, it's a Jersey thing. It's you, a Jersey thing. You wouldn't understand. So I'm like, yeah. That's why I, th- that's that's why I thought you would so enjoy. I didn't at all. I mean, it, it was nice, and the music was nice, and every now and then there'd be a song like, oh, I know this song. I'm like, is this them too? Because I wasn't sure, because there was like the, the girl group that came up, right? Mm-hmm. And they were singing like the, 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 my boyfriend's back and you're gonna be in trouble. Ooh, 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 my boyfriend's back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, did they write the song? Why is this in here? I didn't understand why they just randomly showed three girls singing, you know? And um, and so I kept asking mom throughout the movie. I'm like, did they do this song? Did they write this song too? Is this a real song or is this just like a soundtrack song? So I couldn't figure out what was them and what wasn't. Well, the majority of the songs that the group sings, I mean, those are all their well, songs. Well, obviously, if, if he's singing it himself, it's it's the, the group. But I mean, like... 
There's just a couple a lot of, of the background songs, too, that was also them. Right? So, like, I would hear a background song, and I'm like, is this them? I know this song. Is this them? And I would turn to her, and she'd go, oh, what are you talking about? I don't know, no, no, no. didn't say anything to me. I'm like, fine, then. Just don't listen to me. That's <laughs> because she, she, she barely remembers yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> barely remembers yesterday. Yeah. But... Yeah, I love all those songs. Like, my, I think my favorite, my favorite song right now is the, um, is the Dawn one where it's saying like, uh, Dawn go away, like, like Dawn go away, I'm no good for you. Like they, they were singing that song at the, uh, the country fair, like that one, um, and that that was a. Uh, that was uh, my favorite. That one's my favorite song right now, besides Cherry. Mm-hmm. But Cherry's been stuck in my head probably since the pandemic happened. Now I think <laughs> that the 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 end song that he sings after his daughter dies, mm, um, the one with like all uh, the 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 orchestra and the everything, big band, yeah. where he finally got his horn section. I love you, baby, and if it's quite alright, I was like, ooh, I love this one. I remember when I heard that one, I was like, that's him. That's a pretty legit song. That's a good one. So with me, it's like more like, oh, I've heard that. Oh, I've heard that. I'm not saying that the, that the guy didn't have any talent or anything. Or it just also the movie felt very, um, felt very stage performing, which I know it's based off the play. Yeah, it's the play Jersey Boys. But with the with movies, you're used to like a low and then a climax, and then right at right at the edge of the climax, off when the movie stops, right? So with with theater, it's more like there's a climax and then it comes down. You have that like soft landing of like that big number. So that's what that the movie felt like. So it's like. Once we had passed the climax, I was just sitting there waiting for the movie to be over. Uh, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. I, I I do enjoy... I enjoyed the ride. Yeah? I, I liked the ride. It felt very stagey, especially at the end, where then all of a sudden they all come out and they're all... They're singing to camera and all the... Everyone comes... Really freaked my shit out. When they were just talking at camera? <gasps> that's that's because when they interviewed everybody, all the guys of the Four Seasons, yeah. it's because they all had different recollections of how shit went down, especially Tommy. Like, his doesn't match most of what everybody else said happened. Yeah. So they're like, that's how we structure this Broadway musical. Mm. Like, we're going to do an unreliable narrator. Everyone's going to talk at camera. Like, or or talk to the audience, straight to the audience. I'm just, I'm, first off, I'm not really a fan of talking straight to camera. I mean, I get it, because interviews are really cool, but I would have rather had it be, like, a secondary interview where the person was, like, establishing talking to camera, you know? Instead of it being, like, a, uh, randomly they're they're in the middle of a thing and then they just turn to me and they're like so you want to know what happens now and I'm just like oh my gosh I love it when you break the fourth wall <laughs> not breaking the fourth wall is fine I, I guess I love it I prefer it over voiceover I prefer breaking fourth wall over over uh, voiceover as well but it's still not one of my favorite narrative devices mm-hmm. nah especially not with um with movies about like uh, true movies, movies based on real life. Yeah. Because like, if I wanted to see people talk to camera, I'd want to see the originals in like a documentary format. I don't know. I thought it was fun. That's why I picked it. Yeah. Maybe. It was all right. It's all right. I. It's all right. I mean, it's not. It's not my my type of people. It's not really like, you know. Boo. I was hoping for for more of you loving it. Loving it. Yeah, because I love this movie. Yeah. Well, what do you love about it? 
I love everything. I love the actors. I love how the, the main actor, John Lloyd Young, was is the lead in the Broadway play. Oh. That, that's his voice. All of them. The, I didn't even realize it was Clint Eastwood who directed this. Until no, Mom kept saying that immediately. Look, it's Clint Eastwood. You see that? You see the production company? That's Clint Eastwood. Right, that, that doesn't help. That's Clint Eastwood. He might have, yeah, be like, oh, is someone going to talk to a chair <laughs> in this movie? <laughs> but it felt it felt kind of it sp- felt very spaghetti. The thing is, I can't stand spaghetti westerns. Oh my god! I can't. Uh, it's like one of the main reasons why I don't like Star Wars. It's because it, it feels like a, a, a spaghetti western in space, and they don't really have substance, and everything's long camera angles, and and very slow. It's like somebody comes up to the the thing, so it, it's like it, it's not very dramatic, or I just it, they bore me. <laughs> So whenever something's done in that style, I'm like, okay, here we go. I got to hunker down and watch this movie because it's going to happen to me, (laughs) whether I like it or not. (sighs) Okay. Well, I guess let's go through a summary of the movie then. Yeah. It's about the formation of the Four Seasons and Frankie Valli, Mm -hmm. pretty much, played by... John Lloyd Young playing Frankie Valli also plays Frankie Valli in the Broadway show because his voice is just that good. You know, uh, I watched um, some actual performances, like the the old school ones that were like in black and white and stuff. And um, the act, like Frank, like the actual Frankie Valli. He's so tiny. He had such distortion in his high notes; it was crazy. Because the actor that they have playing, because you mentioned it's his voice, right? When he goes up there, it's like it's like very pure, like tone. And then the 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 one we saw was like ah, I like that distortion in it when he went super up high, and I was like, ooh, it gave me goosebumps. I like. I kind of like I, 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 I see that he has a really good voice and everything but I kind of wish that I had heard the original like first like, yeah like no like the, the, the original um like voice box or the original thing when they're like because you know sometimes they would use the actual songs performed by Ricky Valley instead of the oh like the actors. Selena yeah so I kind of wish that like because then when you're watching it you'll fall in love with the sound and the performance of it but like literally hearing that distortion on that high note I was just like Damn, that was nice. And his tone was very, very clear, but it's not that. True. He does do that at one point in the sound booth when they're piss, pissy about being backup singers for people. And then yeah. he just kind of screams into yeah. the mic. And I'm like, damn, look at him. He's got a better voice than the girl that they're backing for. Yeah. Yeah, it would be super, super frustrating if that was, like, real. But that, that's also, you know, what it also felt like, I don't know why it felt like that, but when and when he was first performing, and, you know, Christopher Walken's, like, crying because he sounds like an angel, he's doing some things with his voice, and he kind of sounds a bit pitchy, and I don't understand if it's that he's being pitchy or if that was just, just the style of runs that they did back then. Like, I don't have enough knowledge on music, so the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, how much, is this, how much of this is mistake and how much of this is... Uh, homage, you know? True. So, like, I was also thinking about that while watching it because, you know, I wasn't really paying attention to the story. <sighs> so I ended up I ended up getting stuck on the most random things. Like I said, like the bowling alley pins being like, hey, 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 you're going to knock us down, roll. <laughs> you couldn't give yourself a strike? What is this? I would honestly pay money to have my bowling pins stalked back to me like that. Hey, 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 you knocked down Frankie. What the hell? <laughs> 
Yeah. I swear, you really deflated my balloon. I'm so I'm so sorry. It's just because I normally love musicals and I love like singing in the rain, fucking like uh, White Christmas, um, like all the like all the Disney movies, <laughs> music. I love all I love all musicals, but this one was all right. I mean, I've seen better. <laughs> I've seen better. Uh, what are they called? Docu Docu somethings when they're biopics. I've seen better biopics. Mm. Celine is a better biopic, in my opinion. Well, yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't say well, yeah. If you, you, I mean, we've been watching Selena since we were little. Like we have a huge bias. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's also another thing is that I was going in thinking it was gonna be like a nine, and when it was just like a seven. Mm. I mean, a seven's still a good movie. It's a movie that you wouldn't be mad about paying for if you went to see it in theaters, right? True. But uh, it wasn't it wasn't one where I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna listen to these songs over and over and over and over and over again, except for the last one. I listen to all of them over and over and over again. Although I don't really like walk like a man. I like, I like, like, big girls don't cry. Like, that's so, so great. Mm -hmm. They're all so catchy. Oh, yeah, they're, they're super catchy songs. It's just that I also feel like with biopics, where they can kind of, like, go off the rails, is that they get so caught up in following the lifespan that you never really get the story. True. I feel like... That's kind of what I liked about this movie, though. Really? Where, where they didn't dramatize. I mean, it's dram- It's dramatized because, you know, it was a play and mm-hmm. it's a movie. a movie. So obviously it's, it's going to yeah. have liberties taken. But I like that it felt like someone's life. Uh, okay. I, I like that. And the fact that he, for most of the movie, he's just sad. Like, Frankie, Frankie Valley's sad. He worked so hard. Like he's only the only one left working at the end. Like everybody else, like like said fuck it. Like I think that um, Frankie though is also a workaholic. True. I mean that's. I mean by the end of the movie, he said he's chasing the music. Like, yeah. Like there there was a an interview I found on YouTube with like a, a direct interview to the guy, and he was kind of like talking about how um, there's two different processes about creating song music and then performing. And he says he enjoys performing as much as he does creating music. For to him, so to him that juicy creative juice thing that happens when you're creating a song and also the notes hit just right and you're like oh this melody is nice you can kick in and it's like that moment where everything comes together he gets that every single time he performs because he's a singer so he's an instrument mm-hmm. he's used to honing the instrument and playing in the notes and living in the songs so for him performing is something super juicy like and the adrenaline hit you get from performing is like like drugs there's a reason why like people do it <laughs> it's it's amazing like performing's awesome so it's like there, there's a reason why he's able to continue working like that. I wouldn't be like, oh, poor, poor Frankie. <laughs> yeah, I, I am poor Frankie just because he's working to get out of a hole. Oh, it's yeah, not... but he, he took on that himself. Yeah, which is stupid. I was so shocked that he did that. But, I mean, he was he was abandoned by so many people <laughs> that it makes sense that he would cling to the one person. Who didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Jersey Boys, about a bunch of boys from Jersey. <laughs> that's your song <laughs> now, Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons how they got together pretty much their struggles of you know being born on the, like the rougher neighborhood in Jersey and how they kind of rose to stardom and then how they couldn't handle it and everyone broke off and went about their own their own ways and the movie then ends with them surprise rock and roll hall of fame because you've heard their songs guaranteed and uh 
like how Tommy said at the beginning of the movie, it's like when you're born in that neighborhood, like you either get mobbed up, you go to the war, or you get famous. Like that's pretty much the, your your three options. <laughs> I don't understand why you can't just move. Well, you can't just move. Yeah. If I was if I was in contact with the mob though, and I was like being forced to do stuff to make me go to jail and things that I didn't want to do, I'd get out. I'd probably go to Canada or something. Canada. You just you just you don't need anything but the clothes on your back. That's I mean, true. at the end of the day, the, even just moving from Jersey to California, they probably would have gotten far enough to where the person wouldn't follow them. It's true, but you're also speaking from someone who's not had experience being in a, like associated with a mob and that being all you know, you know? You've you had, mean like being scared of being let go? And, well, not, yeah, and also leaving everybody that you know behind. And, I mean, you only, you only know as much as you know. Mm-hmm. And you are coming at it from a different life experience. I also don't like to be trapped. It's like one of the things I absolutely hate. So there's no way I would ever be trapped somewhere. If I realized that I might have been trapped, I would have just escaped. I think you would have been one of those ladies where you're just like, like, stay away from those men. (laughs) Gabagool. Gabagool? I think it's a type of meat or cheese or something. (laughs) I don't know. I swear, so I love Italians. So you don't know what it is. No. And you know I don't watch The Sopranos. <laughs> and yet you're going to use that on Fun me. Fun for me. Okay. <laughs> All right, then. I mean. Because Tony just always goes like, he goes like, let's just have some gobbledygool. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> like, some kind of, like, I imagine the sandwich was pastrami or something. <laughs> Or like a pasta of some sort. A pasta? Some kind of food. <laughs> some some yummy, delicious food that I don't know oh. what it is. Okay, okay. Because okay. <laughs> it always solves their problems. <laughs> it was just sit down and eat. <laughs> Which, cool, can get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> sit down and eat. But, yeah, that's what the movie's about. Based on a Broadway play that is based on the real life story. Uh, Frankie Valley. Frankie Valley, and um, the guy who wrote the scream, like the the music for both the movie and the the um, screenplay for the Broadway show. Mm-hmm. Like there, it was Bob. Like he he did it. Oh. Bob, the really Bob. tall white guy. Yeah, Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. Well, I mean, Vincent at the end when he's all old and shit, who looked amazing in old age makeup, like Vincent, the um, the gangster one, the yeah. one who was really wanted to be in the mob. You know who he reminded me of? Huh. When's the last time you saw a new girl? Long time. <sighs> well, he looks like Russell from New Girl to me. Like, it's the same, like, forehead and eyebrow shape. Who's Russell? Russell, he's the old guy that just dates for that little bit. I do not remember. Yeah, I'll show you a picture. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, I, for, they look so similar. I was, like, staring at him the whole time being like, you know who he reminds me of? And he was the actor was pretty cute that played him. <laughs> I thought he was pretty cute. It's like, because he would smile and I'd be like, ah, I see, I see, I see. <laughs> You're like, daddy issues. <laughs> daddy issues. Because he's old. Not in the beginning. <laughs> when Ooh. they're... The, the Vincent. Oh, they're talking about New Girl. The, no, I was talking about Vincent. Guy. I'm like, Vincent, I thought the actor that played him was pretty cute. And I'm like, yeah, New Girl's got daddy issues. 
Oh, man. This is going to be a long one, isn't it? <laughs> Not even on the same page. So, the movie starts off, we first get Tommy's perspective, mm-hmm. which is he's the gangster of the group, kind of like older, um, more, like kind of like an older brother to Frankie, like in this neighborhood, he's very much, if you're a Sopranos fan you're not but if you are a Sopranos fan he's kind of like Christopher in the beginning of Sopranos where he's trying to get in with he he's he's it's like it's almost like he's a um, like a greenhorn mm-hmm. pretty much so someone who's trying to get in hasn't proved themselves yet like and gets shit on by pretty much anybody who's the mob boss which is you know Christopher Walken <laughs> yeah I like Christopher Walken he was cool he was so good as the mob boss. Like he's just Jip. Christopher Walken. That's all he is. He's Christopher Walken, but being Christopher Walken. <laughs> you know that Jip's family came up to them when they were writing the Broadway play and was like, we need to make sure. That is Christopher rep- Walken. No, the representation that you're giving our family mm. is up to our standards. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that kind of might have been a reason why Christopher Walken didn't go as walkin'y as he could have. Uh, he was still pretty walkin'. He was he was he was Pulp Fiction watch Christopher Walken, not Peter Pan live Christopher Walken, <laughs> you know? You know what? Like, there's a spectrum of Walken, and I think... You know what I said to Mom when we were watching it? I'm like, I think that Christopher Walken went too deep in Deer Hunter and never came out. Never came back. (laughs) Never came back. He never came back. He he went too deep in the role for Deer Hunter, and then that was it. And then then we have current Christopher Walken as he is today. And that's totally fine. Yeah. (laughs) So I would say point for the movie, Christopher Walken. Yeah, that's a definite plus. And um, I think with the first start of the movie, it's it's so unfair how, like, pretty much it's it's you know those uh, those um, and when you have go into a a store and it's just the revolving door mm-hmm. of shit. Like the fact that jail is like that for Tommy and Nick, they yeah. weren't doing shit. Like, yeah, they did steal a safe. Yeah. And the, everyone told Frankie to go home. For one, that's not fair. <laughs> he was there. He was the driver. But he's such a little person, I guess. And everybody knows his mom. And they're like, still like. No, because that, that was one of the things. Is, I said, like, when I was watching the movie, I'm like, I think that because everybody knows him as a wannabe singer, right? And they break into a church. And they use the organ to, to be like, sing. yeah, to sing and to be like, okay, no, no, that this is C minor and this is C major. It's like if I was the the if I was the cop on duty, I would have just like performed for the nun, taken him out. Oh, I'm gonna arrest you, and then just let him go because I'm like, come on, kids. Like I get that you're broke and you can't afford your own piano, but don't break into places. Yeah, well, that was so mean. How is the nun gonna do them like that? Like this is these are kids from the neighborhood. These are children. Well, I feel singing in the church, and it's like. Then they arrest Nikki, like, and he goes in for breaking, and then Frankie tell Frankie to go home. Yeah. Like both, that girl was there too. Yeah. Like if everyone's going to jail, then everyone's going to jail. That's just it's not fair. 
And I, I feel like it's because, I mean, since you've seen a bunch of videos with Frankie Valli, like, he's a tiny dude. He's not imposing, yeah. you know. And, and the fact that probably his mom is is, pro- is imposing. Maybe. <laughs> Where they're just like, isn't it past 11? Aren't you supposed to be home? That's your bedtime? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. he was also, like, 16, right? 17? Yeah, he was, he was, he was pretty super, young. Yeah, he was super young. So I think that it's just like a whole thing of like, ah, he's a young kid getting involved with these assholes that they want to keep locking up. But even then, I mean, like, they're really stupid. Stupid assholes. Like, putting a safe on the back of the car that weighs less than the safe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that... That scene I thought was hilarious, <laughs> but but it's also these are not masterminds that mm-hmm. they're working with. Like uh, they're going to jail for six months, like with that judge. It, that's not something that should have happened. It he's he read off his rap sheet and it's like, oh well, here's another six months to add since you're a bad egg, you're a bad kid. Like I don't know, that rubbed me the wrong way, which yeah. is what happens. So it's yeah. like it just ha- doesn't happen so much to white looking people. <laughs> Yeah, that was another thing that, like, super bugged me in the movie, too. Or, like, watching the interviews is that the the white male reporters were just such assholes. And they didn't give a shit when they were talking to him. And then when Bob came out, like, the the writer, they'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a good-looking guy. This is a nice guy because he's, like, straight white. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, man. Just the way that the difference in how they treat the two of them was just so... Which is funny, though, because they never really let anybody know. Like, they came off very clean cut to the radio DJs, to all those, uh, to the record labels. I think, I think that's, it's, like, it's like that moment in the movie when they first meet the, the flamboyant guy guy. And he's like, well, back yeah, then. There was something off. Yeah, there's yeah. something off about him. But back then. Like, Liberace. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. It's like, you know, there's something, there's something spicy about them, but you don't know what it is. And he was amazing. I was like, I was like, just strut your stuff, strut down that hallway. Who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. dude, like, do, do, do. let me guess, Scorpio. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's <laughs> right, Scorpio. Yeah, I was like, oh, Scorpio, <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna bite you. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it was that that was something that I found was pretty true about the Jersey neighborhood and sad at the same time. So. Didn't didn't too too much care for that. Yeah, revolving prison door. Prison doesn't help anybody, in general. Yeah, but I mean they were just a bunch of punks. True, and then the system's profiting off off of them by putting them in jail. True, true. And then we see that scene. Um, well, after Tommy gets out and Nick goes back into jail, like Tommy gets out and he's like, you know, I'm not a really good singer talking to us, like, which is I love, I love that attitude of him turning, turning to the camera, like I'm not a a good singer, like I'm making an executive decision, <laughs> like Frankie's now in the group, <laughs> like you mean the kid that really can sing the entire talent? You're making a decision. Oh, you mean when he first brings him up on stage for the first time? No, like, just later after he gets out of jail, where oh. he's just like, because he really wasn't part of the group. He was more that he, the little kid that they're bringing up on stage, so he gets some chops of being on stage and stuff. You mean Frankie? Yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, how they played it off. That he was He's singing with them on stage, but, like, he wasn't really part of the band in general. Really? Yeah. I didn't get that at all. No? <laughs> no, it was it was more like, um, because he was being favored by Christopher Walken, right? And it seemed mm-hmm. like gangster dude um, only cared really what was important 
in mob status. So it's like if you had higher status, um, you could get away with anything, which was, kind of felt like his character was. Like he thought he was higher above, higher than everybody else, so he was being an asshole. So, but Frankie had boss's favor because of his singing chops. So he's like, I'm gonna put get this little kid up on stage. I'm gonna have him sing. That it. too. I'm gonna have him do stuff because this is the end goal. Because if he's singing with my band, I will get also get that kind of favoritism. I think yeah, that that definitely played into it. Mm-hmm. That, but. I mean, when you think about it, no one else valued anything else that t- that Tommy brought to the table. Like the only thing he succeeded in was being a hustler. Was yeah, being but you a you kind of need that hustle, especially when it comes to the business side of things. Like obviously, it tanks towards the end of the towards the end of the movie because of how big his debt fucking got. Yeah, but um, at first you like it, there you need somebody to be the asshole. You literally need somebody to come in and be like, you can't step on me like that because there are people. That can't like. There's people who can handle guest services, and there's people that cannot. See, that's what he said. That there's people trying. To, there's all these different people trying to fuck you five ways from Sunday. Yeah, like, it's like you think you can handle that because that's that's dirt you gotta track through. Yeah, yeah. And it takes and a certain he, kind of person that can handle that. Yeah. And the rest of them were so much more clean cut. I mean, Nick was dumb. I mean, <laughs> I don't know who Nick was. Nick, Nick was the one who said he wants to go home. He's the Ringo uh, okay. of the group. Yeah, because I know there's Frankie, who's the main guy. There's Bob, that's the writer. Then there's the gangster, and, and then, then the quitter. Nick. Yeah, the quitter. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do you want? Like, like, why'd you quit? He's like, well, I've said it out loud, and that's that's it. <laughs> like, I, it was true. I found out it was true in my heart. I wanted to go home. <laughs> like, oh Yeah. The fact that he told the, his kids that he's Uncle Steve. Yeah, he was, like, looked down on oh, the yeah. entire time. Because oh, he yeah. didn't really bring anything to the table. Yeah, he said it out of the four guys, he's Ringo. Mm. Yeah, but the thing is, I wouldn't mind being Ringo. Honestly, if I got to be around that much talent, it would just be like, hey, guys, I'm here. Yeah, but he's also <laughs> too dumb to see the opportunity, no, you know? From being Ringo? Yeah. I mean, instead, he's getting the ego, like, hit instead because he's just he just knows enough that he's not the best and not and really that they could change him out with anybody i don't understand why everybody's so obsessed with being the best i think you should just be yourself yeah i mean that that i can't argue with that (laughs) just be yourself yeah oh my gosh just be yourself just do what makes you happy that's very true you're not happy anymore then don't do it then don't do it yeah Yeah. (laughs) life advice from squid (laughs) <laughs> his white ass girl from Cali. If you don't want, if you don't like something, don't do it. If you if you're stuck in a in a neighborhood with a mob boss, just leave. <laughs> so simple. It's so simple. Just leave. <laughs> okay, guys, it's time for me liking you, liking. So, Jackson, what are you liking? I guess I shall go first since. You can never go first. No. <laughs> because that is the way of things. Mm-hmm. And things of way. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is how things are. <laughs> I never go first. Because I say me like you, like you. If you introduce me like you, like you, then I will Even when I introduce it, you I just then say, get, no, gotta, it's not. I got to get it in for you. But then you, I even got it in a few times before you, and you were just like, no, no, no. Nah, no. nah. No. Nah, no. we, we looked at the tape, and I, I obviously had, had come uh, in just a nose ahead. Said the one who edited the tape. <laughs> well, I mean, the survey says, you know, I came in first. But. 
Okay. So so what do you what do you what do you like? Well, actually, my likey is food mm. <laughs> related. You have a lot of food related likes. I'm kind of obsessed with food. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Makes sense. Since my first word was what like cookie, mm-hmm. and then uh, I danced for chicken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, as a small child, mm-hmm. they should have known better that you were gonna fall in love with food. That I was gonna be uh, someone that they needed to watch. Gotcha. But um, you actually saw me eating it earlier. My likey is my protein breakfast cookie dough. <laughs> it is so good. I love eating cookie dough straight out the tube, mm. uh, straight out the making. Straight, straight up out, cookies dough is good. I, I like it. I actually honestly like it more than cookies. Mm. I like the dough better, yeah. which is not good for you because it's got, you know, raw flour and raw egg. But now that I'm vegan, I can eat cookie dough, but then it, it then the cookies don't get made because I made vegan cookie dough to make vegan cookies and then I eat the dough before I make the cookie. So, But it should be safe because the whole reason why you're not supposed to eat raw cookie dough is the egg, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like, I now have no excuse to not eat the dough. Oh, you were looking for excuses. I was looking for a reason to not eat dough. That makes sense. That makes <laughs> but sense. But because dough is just so high in fat, so high in carbs, it takes all my macros away yeah. for my training and in general. So I had to create something that was macro friendly and I use my vegan wonder shake protein powders and only a little bit of oat flour <laughs> and dairy-free white chocolate chips and cranberries to make a protein breakfast cookie dough with dates. Man, your palate is so much different than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so good. Yeah, it's so just, sweet. Because I think that you, you've, you've like hacked your palate now to where all of these, you're tasting the, it's like when, when I stopped eating sugar for like that, that month and then I had a carrot for the first time and I was like, shit, the layers of flavor in a carrot, <laughs> you know? And you're like, they taste sweet. Yes, they were so sweet. I couldn't believe it. And, and now when I eat carrots, I it's like, it's almost it's like I'm eating a shadow of the former, of the God carrot. It's like I had a, a bite of a God carrot and I'll never be able to reach that high again. Um, but I think that's what that's what, where you're at right now. You've like hacked your palate and now all of this stuff that you're saying, because to you, you're like, oh, it's delicious and it's this and it's that. And inside my head, I'm like, that sounds like it would taste like sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, a lot of protein powders do taste like sawdust. Mm-hmm. Like, but I found a brand that's really low in that's calorie. all that matters. And they're finding, so tasty. Right? Finding Finding that one... That one brand that's your favorite that makes that that's like the perfect thing. That's one of the perks of being an adult. See, of, of buying what you want. Yeah, buying what you want, finding out what it is that you like. See, and I actually didn't realize I had a sweet tooth until I had deprived myself of sweets for um, seven years, mm-hmm. and then realized, oh no, you can have sweets. You can have sweets, mm-hmm. and be even more fit than you were. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And so, yes, that is my liking because I'm eating pretty much guilt-free protein cookie dough. Nice. <laughs> In my favorite cranberry white chocolate flavor. You just saw it. I had it for lunch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you were just eating it. So good. Cool. Now, what's your liking? Uh, I'm not sure if any of our uh, visual listener or if our audio listeners would be aware, but our visual audience will see that there's a new microphone. 
see is gorgeous. Yeah, I just bought it. The thing is, though, I was listening to some of the audio, um, like, during the break, and um, I, I might pick up another one. Because, I mean, this this microphone is, like, the HyperX. It's the quadcast um, microphone, and it's, like, one of the best USB mics. Quad, 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 It's quad? quadcast because of, yeah, where, where the, the microphone itself picks up sound. So it's, like, you can do just one. You Quadrants. can do, like two sections you can have it be like everything it's like there's 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 a lot of things that you can do to it but when i was listening to the audio like we're super clear on it but i kind of miss miss how it sounds when you get like like super close to it because i mean i think this just sounds juicier i might pick up another one yeah but we you we've already experimented with it and you got real close to it with me having headphones on and it grossed me out like I like it I like the juicy sound um, I think with podcasts it sounds better when when it sounds more intimate when you're closer to the microphone than when then it's that's just, right like, now you just remind me of a Wawanisa commercial <laughs> a what Wawanisa it's like a or like we are the quietest podcast like that is literally their commercial idea and um. it bugs. It bugs me. Like, my brain goes, no. No, I don't like it. But I don't not, like you whispering at me. I'm not talking about us having a whisper podcast. I'm just saying I think that it sounds better when me and you each have a, a designated microphone mm. than having one that, like, fills the room. Mm. So I might pick up another one. So there might be another one in future podcasts. Oh, my God. And I just think that you can't help yourself. I can't. I like, like I think we talked about this earlier. I pick up production equipment like how you pick up workout equipment. Yeah. Just randomly now we have a light box and now we have a new thing and now we have a new this and now we have a new that. So, yeah. But, hey, I've, I liked it so far. It's like a nice mic. I really See, like it. I like it. And it's can... got like the, the LED and I everything. I like the light. I know. It's super nice. Thank you for listening to another You Don't Make Friends with Giant Squids podcast. I'm Squid. And I'm Jackson. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Squid. Congratulations on reaching the end of the video. I just wanted to thank our patrons for supporting us this month. If you want to become a patron or if you want to find out more information about future updates or past projects, please follow the links below. If you enjoyed this video, please like, comment, and subscribe. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you all in the next one. Later.